Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. What? 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 Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a happy, happy hour. Yeah, yeah, it, is. yeah it is. Why? Alpha liberal. Cliff Schechter tearing mm-hmm. the Republicans some new assholes. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you tear an already an asshole, a new asshole, that's a lot of asshole. <laughs> yes, it right? is. an asshole has an asshole. Uh-huh. And I mean, the implosion of the Jim Jordan hearings, I mean, Frank Fleguzzi, G-Man, or as I call him, G-Spot Man. No, no, no you don't. Oh, no man. one else does. No. Not no, to his no. face. My point is, uh, with the implosion of the FBI yeah. hearings, what a great, uh, uh, the FBI non-whistleblower right. hearings. I mean. Ah. Uh, Okay, Frank Fleguzzi, perfect. Uh, and uh, you can call him G-Spot Man if you want. I won't tell Mrs. Fleguzzi. <laughs> Enjoy happy hour. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey, Cliff Schechter. <laughs> Good morning, Cliff. Sorry, I couldn't resist, even though you hadn't introduced me yet. I, guys? I, no, I don't, I don't blame you one bit on that one because, Ted, well, it's, it's as I said last week, I need to make sure I find the bleep button on Mama's box over here. Oh, I don't know where the bleep button is. I don't know where the bleep button is. Look for the one for the most use. Anyways, I'm just going to go with this. Me in New York, and you know, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris can bleep for me. All right, here we go. As Maya Angelou once said, when someone shows you they're a the first time you believe him. Yep. Yes. And Ted Cruz has been showing that since he was a teenager. You ever see that old video of him when they he was somebody interviewed him in high school 
And really, he looked like the same utter dork that people probably stuck sure. in lockers at school, except for he was like actually not fat yet. And um, <laughs> yes, he was thin. He was just the same guy who said, like, I'm going to take over the world. And I mean, you know, he was like he had uh, the grandiose visions of evil back then. And of course, now we know that he was discussing with Maria Bartiroma how to set up a special fake fraud commission to overthrow the election. So. He, he's a he's a, a traitor and he's gotten to, to the point he can never get elected. He can't get elected if everybody actually votes because he's literally one of the most loathsome, a word I like to use too, oligenius. Uh, Ooh, that's a solid, that wow. A great word. That's a lot of syllables. He's dripping with grease, basically. He's just the scummiest, greasiest, like, you know, and it, he, I, don't, I don't know how anybody believes, I mean, Trump actually, like when he says stuff, as much as I loathe Trump, you can maybe believe that he means it, Ted Cruz, when he talks, he doesn't sound like he actually even believes himself. He's right. a full poser, is what he is. He's, I'm sorry. He's a full-on poser. He just, he just, yes. it, it's like it, it, nothing about him seems real. It was kind of like how he grew. I feel like I went back and looked recently. They showed the clip of him after uh, Trump made fun of Heidi mm -hmm. uh, back during the uh, 2016 election, and that was Ted Cruz without the beard. Right at that point. And I feel like he grew the beard in after that, so like maybe we wouldn't recognize him as the same spineless sack of crap. Maybe he was trying to look a little more alpha. Little I more, don't know. Little, little. But you know what he looked up looking like? Do you ever? Do you guys watch Cheers back in the day? Sure. Yeah. Remember when they had a beard growing contest and Cliff Clavin couldn't grow it? Yes. So he actually went and he got the industrial glue. Yep. Because all these patches all over his face. Yep. I mean, it's not even a real beard. If Ted Cruz is trying to look more alpha, he should really maybe glue some hair to his face. It's like a patch up here, a patch up here, <laughs> yep. a little bit down. Like, he looks ridiculous. He does. Make him look like the werewolf. That'd be great. Well, he already looks like a werewolf. A werewolf who's like who, mid, who, mid, mid change. Like mid transition. Yeah. Yes, that's right. He's transitioning. Yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> Ted Cruz is transitioning to be a werewolf. Um, well, while we're talking about Ted, let's let's keep on going with this. Uh, okay. Some more clips from this. Here we go. So he was holding this press conference down at the border again. And the reporter asked a legitimate question, and basically Ted Cruz's response was to be a D. Let, let, let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What rate of illegal immigration did we have in 2020? But you have. Do you know anything? I asked you a question. Have you been in office? Do you know anything? How long have you been in office? I've been in office 11 years yeah, now. And this is okay. the calendar in multiple administrations. Except you're wrong. Okay, you don't get to argue with me. You asked your question. You you asked your question. You don't get. You want to hold a press conference? You can do it over there. You have multiple. You want to hold a press conference? You can do it over there. Ted seems a little touchy. Yeah. Being called out for not doing anything for how many years? Yeah. Well, he, he's been there, sadly, he got elected in 2012, I believe. And the thing is, is that, again, like so many other issues that plague us these days, this is why, like, when people try to make things, oh, you're being partisan, it's like, I don't want to be partisan. They make me partisan. Mm -hmm. There was a part of the Republican Party. In fact, I even wrote a book critical of John McCain. You did. I think you got yep. it back in yep. 2008. God, what I'd give for him now compared to the rest of these. Yeah, it's scary, right? But McCain was one of the few people who stood up and actually George W. Bush and supported wholeheartedly immigration reform. And it was an immigration reform bill that could appeal to all sides. Uh -huh. It had things about penalties and a period of time over which you would have to pay back taxes and do all this to become a citizen. And companies would be punished who were hiring people that were undocumented. And, and some of that money would be used in, and they would strengthen the, the security at the border. It had everything in it. It got 67 Senate votes, including Lindsey Graham, mm -hmm. who... He didn't even faint on his couch that day. It was a good day for him. And 
you know, but the House blocked it, the yeah. Republican House. And they've used this as an issue. We could have fixed this. I mean, would it be perfect? No, but their so-called border, you know, which, by the way, the cross border crossings have gone down. So it's all just fake, like everything else is yeah. they're lying. But any crisis that is going on, if a few people are being held there, you know, in lockup because they're trying to cross the border to get a better life, that's, to me, a crisis of humanity. Yeah. And we should be doing something to fix that. And we had that sitting there. But the Republicans, like with abortion, although that backfired on them, like with yeah. assault rifles, like with so many other things, would rather have an issue than a solution. Yeah. They want these problems or they've got nothing to run on. No, that's I mean, we've been saying that all morning. And that's that's true for the border. That's true for the debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, even they, they kind of given up on the ACA because they've realized that it's a it's a losing issue for them because people like it. Right. But even even when the AC was still in play, they would use that to the hilt, but again, there was no solution for it. And that's why John McCain, to his credit, voted against the repeal that they had because they had no replacement for it. No, and they kept saying they've been. It's like that that question that I guess that was a reporter asked Ted Cruz, like, "You've been here eleven years. What have you been doing?" Yeah, yeah. What he's been doing, of course, demagoguing and lying and getting up and reading green eggs and ham on the on the floor and getting it wrong right. and mm-hmm. going to Cancun, sneaking off with his little pot belly and his little roly poly. Uh, you know, suitcase of his. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I need to be quiet. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Keep, no. Go, keep going. I'm just, giving I'm just giving, I'm, I'm just, I, Chris just stole third. <laughs> uh, nice, Chris. Uh, when you. you're running off to Cancun and you're, you're, you know, demagoguing and lying about everything, I guess there's not a lot of time to actually engage in policy. Right. But they had a policy. And the other senator, by the way, from, from Texas, who I loathe too, John Cornyn originally had signed on to that bill. He voted for that, that, that bill too yeah. to, to to reform immigration. Like we had the votes, but the House blocked it because of right wing nuts in the House. Mm-hmm. And sadly, some of those nuts in the House have made their way up to the Senate yeah. and corrupted that institution too. And I mean, all these problems, if we could find ten reasonable Republicans, yep. could solve tomorrow. Yeah, all of them. Guns, you know, abortion rights. I mean, even if they if they said we'll only meet you in the middle somewhere. And we're going to, you know, I mean, this is not something I'd be for, but I'd take anyone and say, we'll guarantee abortion up to 12 or 15 weeks. Obviously, I would keep fighting after to expand that. But even if they were willing to meet somewhere like, but they're not. And they're not willing to meet somewhere on guns. And they're, they're just, they're liars and they're demagogues. I, I, I feel weird being in a room full of men saying this, but there was a, one of the uh, female senators, I, I can't remember which one it was now, Wisconsin, who's the... the Center, the female center from Tammy Wisconsin. Baldwin. Tammy Baldwin, Baldwin yeah. was on one of the Sunday shows, and they brought up the idea to her, and I think it's something that she's on board with. She said that she would consider a twenty-week ban, as yeah. long as there were rules in there for the health of the mother mm-hmm. and the viability of the mm-hmm. child, and you know, take all of these safety cons- because basically, when you start talking about a twenty-week ban, then you're getting more into Roe v. Wade territory. Because people, I don't know if people always think about the fact. That Roe v. Wade, they balanced it saying the further along the woman is in the pregnancy, the more the, val- the life of the child becomes a factor in that. And that 20-week ban starts to play into that idea because most women will know by 20 weeks if right. they want to have an abortion or not. And they'll also know these situations like the, uh, you know, whether the fetus is developing properly, if there's going to be health issues. Do you know how many women had late term? I, want, I always like to educate folks about this because they lie about it. They, yep. they grab, have late terms of abortions in this country. Mm-hmm. It's 0.03%. Yeah. Basically, it is if you are in a situation where your health is going to grievously be injured or you're going to die. Right. So I'm going to retract something I said earlier, not 12 weeks, that's too soon. But if it were something in the 15 to 20 week range, again, I would fight for fully to get Roe v. Wade back and more. Yep. But in the meantime, 
if they're willing to compromise on something like a, a 15 to 20 week, you know, range, preferably 20. Um, yeah, at least I'm all about public health, saving lives. And then you fight the next day for more. If they're willing to agree on the most basic things that they, they say, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Well, if that's true, then you'd want to do an effing background check on the person. You right? want to make sure people don't have guns. You want to take have red flag laws to take a gun away from the person. Right. So that that line only works uh, if you're arguing against an assault rifle ban or something like that. It doesn't work for all the other things that they're against because they're liars. Right. And if they want to find compromise ground on a bunch of these things, it's right there. I would still fight for more. I'd fight for Roe. I'd fight for a full assault rifle ban. I, I you know, and, and all of that. But like, there's there's and the immigration one is one I think there was more agreement on than almost any of these other. Things in this, I mean, the Senate—they got almost seventy votes. Yeah. When does that happen? That doesn't happen you know? anymore on any issue, right? Any like on immigration. I just want to wrap up. Let's—we've got one last one with Ted Cruz here because the, to the point you were talking about, like he's a do-nothing person in Congress. And listen really carefully to what he says here at the end of this. I'm going to answer his question. The talking point of the Democrats, which this media reporter happily parrots, is, "Gosh, the problem can't be fixed." There's one little problem with that. It is an utter and complete lie. In 2020. The last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I have done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed remain in Mexico. He's championed. Yeah. He's yeah, championed remaining in Mexico because he wants to be in Cancun all the time. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? The 2020 line, gee, I can't think. What was going on in 2020? Yeah, what, Why was, there what was happening the there? Was it Trump? Or was there an international pandemic that may have slowed down people who were putting themselves in that position? I mean, he's just every word out of his mouth is a lie. Yeah. yeah. He's just a human. I mean, when that producer um, did Last of Us and um, oh, the, the, the nuclear Chernobyl, you yeah. know, Craig yep. Mason, yep. who was stuck being his roommate in, in, at Princeton, was just like, he's the most evil, awful human being ever. Like his wife gets insulted. He doesn't defend her. His own daughters refuse to hug him in a picture. No, two of his colleagues, I think, endorsed him for the president. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. because they found him more loathsome than Donald Trump. No, I think that kind of says it all. Yeah, no, no one, absolutely no one likes him, and and that's why I'm, I'm actually really excited about Colin Allred running against him down there in Texas. I mean, as much as I love Beto, it's it's nice to have somebody new in the mix. And I don't know, I think Colin Allred, a former football player in Texas. That's he's going to be able to play a game that Ted Cruz can't play. If he wants to sh- play the, the man up game, Colin Allred can do that. He's already doing those ads. I mean, put him up next to Ted Cruz, this muscular, you know, butt kicking guy that was a tough football player, but also intellectually can run circles around Ted. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm very excited about it too because the map for us, you know, if the bottom falls out for them because they're so horrible then we can win anywhere, right? Like we've right. won some crazy seats. But the map for us, the Senate map looks awful in 2024. And honestly, Texas and Florida may be our two best shots with Rick Scott having only ever won another one who's loathsome and looks kind of like one of those, I think the guy that Will Smith was fighting against in uh, Men in Black 2, <laughs> who's sending little, you know, sending the little versions of himself after him. Yep. To, yes. to attack him. He looks exactly like that. In any case, he's an alien. He he's never won an election by more than one point one percent, and in three elections, and, mo- and the other two were like 003 percent and like point four percent. Like those are two seats. I know they're not blue states, and I know Tex- uh, Florida has gone more into the reddish direction, and I know Texas is sort of purplish red. But we're going to have to compete in those two 
if we're going to hold on to the Senate, because, you know, we've got seats up here in Ohio with Sherrod Brown. You mentioned Tammy yep. Baldwin is up for reelection. I mean, we're going to have some tough seats, you know, holding on to Tester in Montana, yep. holding on to not really a Democrat and Joe Manchin in, in West Virginia. Like we've got some challenges. So the fact that Mitch McConnell last week, though, said to CNN that it's all going to come down to candidate quality. Mm-hmm. And even he's already projecting because he knows that Trump can get in and ruin this for him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's if that's a warning shot from Mitch that he's trying to get it out there that we could still screw this up, or if he's um, just kind of like trying to lower expectations for all of us. But I, I think I think it is very very real that we could. Um, we I think could, it's both. Yeah, he's, he's he's because look at what happened to them last time. Yeah, because of, of candidates they chose. Yep. Nope. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Come on, Frank. All the shows fight over you, but who jingles you? (laughs) Only me. Only you. Only you. And I'll tell you, whenever I need a, an ego boost, I just need to get on this show. So, yeah. And, and we can, at this point, we can leave on a high right now. We're, we're, I'm done. <laughs> we, are, we are shameless here at the Stephanie Miller Show. Well, I, you know, I mentioned, uh, I read a couple of your tweets. and uh, uh, But, you know, Allison Gill also said Jim Jordan asked the FBI for information on his whistleblowers. When the information came back, their clearances had been revoked for bad behavior. He said, never mind, and tried to hide it. That's why the FBI released it. Jordan asked for it. I mean, yes. hard to. There's a great. There's a great backstory on this. There's a great backstory because in preparation for this so-called uh, explosive hearing yesterday on the Hill, they had been interviewing the, the committee. Jordan had been interviewing this very high-ranking uh, woman in the FBI who started to explain the real reason why these so-called whistleblowers were suspended, had their clearances revoked, right? And it started getting like, uh, uh-oh. So they said, listen, we want you to come back, finish the story. We're not done. And she said, she called their bluff and she said, yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back on the day of the hearing. And they went, you know what? Never mind. So the FBI decided to go in writing with the reasons why these personnel were revoked. And they handed out a letter on the eve of this hearing uh, to all the members, and it made the press. It tells me the FBI's had it. The FBI's had it with false allegations about them, and and they're going to just give you the facts, not well, the fiction. 
that Jordan was trying yesterday. Yeah, Frank is someone that was in the FBI for many years. I think I heard you say multiple times yesterday on TV, you're like, I must have missed the memo about them being a liberal <laughs> leftist organization. Right. I mean, right. any sentient being knows that, you know, the FBI leans conservative and certainly, you know, helped uh, Trump in 2016. I mean, it's just they think we have no short term memory, right? Yeah, I was on. Uh, I was out sick on the day that the FBI decided to go liberal. Um, <laughs> I, yes, I, I don't know, but yes, by virtue of the fact that they enforce laws, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they lean conservative. So this notion that Chris Ray, appointed by Trump, a Republican, has somehow turned the agency into the deep state yeah. liberal bastion and is targeting MAGA is a joke. We look, it's transparent what's going on here, whether it's the Durham report, whether it's Jim Jordan's weaponization of government hearings, the, the attacks on the FBI are about undermining the FBI. Why? Because they see what's coming. Because yeah. because the FBI is investigating Trump through with Jack Smith. You know, people understand yeah. Jack Smith, special counsel, looking at Trump and his cohort. The investigative arm there is the FBI. So if you attack and discredit the FBI. When the day comes that Trump's indicted, uh, Mark Meadows, you know, just start rattling these people off, you can now tell your base, oh, I told you the FBI was biased. Yeah. Frank, talk a little more about why this was such a debacle yesterday. I mean, I think even lay people like me understand that if you don't do your job, you get fired. <laughs> do you know, I mean, the, these yeah. agents were obviously fired for cause, for mm -hmm. being conspiracy theorists about January 6th, not pursuing January 6th terrorists, whatever the, the specific thing is. Yeah, there, there, were, there were kind of two issues uh, yesterday that made chaos. Uh, well, maybe three or four issues. But re the reality is that first, the argument over whether these guys are actually whistleblowers. And, you know, you can have whistleblower lawyers on for two hours and, and they'll debate all this. The bottom line is a whistleblower is someone who makes a, a valid claim of serious misconduct or criminal wrongdoing, usually it's serious waste, fraud, and abuse, and goes through the proper procedures to make what's called a, a, a protected disclosure. Okay, so lots of argument about whether FBI employees are, are supposed to run to their favorite, con favorite congressman to make a, a protected disclosure. Uh, Merrick Garland has publicly stated, nope, that's not how we do it here at DOJ. You can't do that. Sorry. But even if you want to say, no, hey, they, they should be able to go to Congress, then you have to look at whether they actually alleged criminal conduct by the FBI or serious uh, wrongdoing. The answer is no. As you just said, they're just upset with their lot in life right now. They they got their security clearances revoked. And let me run through the litany of really outrageous things some of these guys did. Um, one of the guys, well, by the way, a guy who didn't even show up yesterday because he's probably facing criminal charges, they found out this agent was inside the goddamn Capitol on January 6th. Aye. And that when confronted about it, he lied about seeing officers assaulted, seeing officers chemical sprayed. He lied. So he's in great jeopardy. Agent number two refuses to go on a SWAT assignment to arrest a dangerous Oath Keepers associate who was wearing full tactical gear and is known to have an assault rifle. But he said, you know, that's too aggressive an approach for my friend there in the Oath Keepers. I'm refusing that assignment and I'm going to secretly record my supervisors in violation of law. And by the way, I'm going to sneak in after hours and withdraw sensitive information from FBI files. So his clearance revoked. Yeah. Uh, another guy, an analyst, was working a January 6th case. He's asked to find any publicly available information about a subject of the case 
that indicates he was inside the Capitol or assaulting officers. He goes, nope, can't find anything like that publicly. They closed the case. Another analyst says, hold on a minute. It's right there on the Internet. He's inside the Capitol and he's assaulted police officers. So that guy's got his clearance revoked. Right. Let's be clear. They are not fired for having conservative views. It is not a conservative view to say, oh, these were peaceful tourists at the Capitol. That is not a fact. That is not the truth. That is a lie. That's a right wing lie, in fact. And here's the irony of all of this, right? The far right MAGA folks are screaming bloody murder that they think the FBI is politically biased toward the left and against the MAGA movement. And they don't want politics in FBI decision making. So what happens? The FBI disciplines these agents and analysts for doing what? Inserting their political beliefs into their job performance. And suddenly they become heroes and darlings of of the far right. So, look, they're bought and paid for. Two of those guys who testified yesterday uh, admitted on national television they took cash from Cash Patel, right? <laughs> nah. One of them ha- was also given a job at a think tank that's that's associated yeah. with Mark Menos, yeah. Trump's former chief of staff. So, you know, it's whistleblowing for fun and profit. Yeah, I was just going to say those would be what you would call tainted witnesses, I yes. believe, in the FBI. <laughs> um, also, well, I was going to say at least these guys showed up, unlike James Comer's, I don't know, missing informants and or whistleblowers. Yeah. You you tweeted about that. Republican admits key informant against Joe Biden now missing. I mean, oh, my God. If you think Jim Jordan's S show, yeah. <laughs> James, Jim Comer's. What do you make of all that? Them saying, oh, he's gone missing. We don't know where they are. are. You know, by the way, this is all connected to our discussion. It's the fact that they're trying to generate this notion that they've got the goods. They've got the goods on Hunter Biden. They've got the goods on the Russia investigation. They've got the uh, goods on FBI retaliation against conservative employees. And time after time after time, so far, it's come up with zero but here's my the the question really for me is so we're we're in our own kind of rabbit hole right now right your listeners are savvy the folks who listen and watch me on msnbc they're getting as much truth as they can try to consume but if you turn over to fox news which by the way broadcast much of the hearing yesterday live right the only network that chose to go live they're spinning this so that if you watch those far-right outlets you're getting the fbi's corrupt um, there's an informant that might be have thrown out a window that can give us every all the dirt on Biden and they can't find him. Right. And Durham found that, you know, that the, the Russia case should never have been open. You're getting all of that. But no one's telling you that it's wrong. Yeah. No, you're right. Now that I'm, you're saying it, I'm like, it's better to say he's missing mysteriously. And probably the Clintons had him killed, <laughs> you know, yeah, than that he implied, has nothing, right? that he's another yeah, joke, whoever right. it is. He, he fell out a window in Moscow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you uh, also tweeted about Jim Jordan plans to summon John Durham to testify after release of, oh my God, what what can we say about this Durham report? I, I mean, it, and then Jim Jordan trying to have him on as, as if um, there's some there there, right? Well, I, I got to tell you, as someone who eons ago actually interned in law school for John Durham, I, I am absolutely uh, gobsmacked at what he's turned into, which is a man on a crusade to try and salvage what's left of the Republican Party. And so the bottom line is this with regard to the Durham report, over 300 pages, same stuff, different day. 
Why do I say same stuff different day? The Department of Justice Inspector General looked at each and every issue of the opening of the Russia investigation originally and found that it was properly predicated. Yep. So we have 300 pages of John Durham going, I don't think it was. I, I really don't. I don't think it I was properly. Can predicated. I just ask, though, how can he even say that with all of the convictions of people that Mueller got? People that right. pled guilty went to prison for colluding yeah, well, with Russia. I mean, I, Marco Rubio's just saying, oh, this, you know, so damning the Durham report. Marco Rubio was the head of the committee that said Russia interfered in 2016 to help Donald Trump, period. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. So you're telling me there's no collusion. And by the way, the same night that the Durham report came out, Bill Barr, former attorney general, who named Durham, right, because he didn't like the IG's results. He was on Fox News that night saying it's astounding. Uh, well, Trump's been totally vindicated by the Durham report. Well, oh, so God. he's making the stuff up that he wanted to happen. And yeah, it, it's uh, two dozen Russians were indicted by the Mueller uh, special counsel inquiry for interfering with yeah. the election. As you said, the GOP controlled Senate Intelligence Committee found the Russians did interfere in yeah. the election. Yet we keep getting this regurgitated fable that uh, nothing was found, no collusion. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, you tweeted, National Archives will turn over 16 records to DOJ as evidence Trump knew how to properly declassify documents. Um, and you were talking about the attorney that just quit, the Trump attorney. You said he organized the searches of Mar-a-Lago storage areas for classified documents, testified at grand jury. Now he leaves the Trump team. Um, this all seems, uh, you know, connected, mm -hmm. as they say in Fargo. <laughs> It seems like Jack Smith is moving at warp speed on the classified documents. Where where do you think we are with that? He, he is, thankfully, finally. He's 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 got it in high gear. Um, and we could talk about how Garland did not have it in high gear, but here's here's where we are, right? And there's all clues that things are happening um in a in a forward moving direction. So um this is significant that national we've learned that National Archives has been engaged in a battle with Trump. Trump's been trying to fight the release of 16 documents that show allegedly that he knew absolutely how to properly classify or excuse me, declassify documents. Yeah. So what might those 16 documents be? It might be instructions that he signed, training that he signed off on or actual. Listen to this actual evidence that he signed declassification papers yeah. so, that, so that he knows he's done it. And he doesn't want that getting out. And a judge has decided, nope, that's got to go to the special counsel. So yeah. he must be in panic mode because he knows I actually did this right. And now I'm claiming the I don't have to do, to do it that way. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, right wing violent extremism, which mm -hmm. obviously uh, the FBI, among others, has testified as our number one threat. The president talking about it. Um, you were just talking in spe specifically about the attack on Jerry Conley's office. You said it's time to change how we secure lawmakers. Bat wielding attacker injures uh, Virginia Congressman's uh, district office. Um, obviously, that and the other disturbing thing is the uh, Jake Sullivan Um I want to ask you about the Secret Service. You said middle of the night while Secret Service detail was outside, reportedly intruder came and went without agents knowing. Um, again, you know, Paul Pelosi, the, these are all largely, uh, you know, attacks on Democrats. Uh, or the target was Nancy Pelosi. Target was Jerry Conley. Talk about that a little bit. 
Yeah, look, we're operating in a very high risk threat environment here. And the, the your elected officials, our elected officials are, of course, the embodiment of all things government to people. So if you if you've got a beef, if you've got a mental health issue, if you're angry and you've got a gun or in this case, a metal bat, mm -hmm. um, you have easy access to what you think represents the government to you. And what I'm saying from a security perspective is, sadly, very sadly, because we're going to have we, we need to have free access and almost unfettered access to our lawmakers. That's the way we work. We got to change that model. You're going to have to start making appointments only to see your elected representative or his staff or go to his office. You're going to have to get buzzed in. There's going to have to be, you know, it's going to kind of be like a bank. You're going to have to have protective glass. Uh, you know, it's, it's sad. But look, the days of of a congressperson going out in the community, you know, think back to the, yeah. the shooting of, uh, of um, Gabby Giffords in Tucson, Arizona, outside yeah. a supermarket, yeah. right? She was at a, a constituent event in her hometown, just having a Saturday outside the, the supermarket with constituents. Yeah. Some guy comes up and, and shoots her and shoots others. Yeah. Um, that we got to change that model. We got to change it. And I, I it's sad. But it's our reality. My, and my dad, you know, with, with, my dad was a congressman. I remember crying that day, just feeling like I just can't imagine my mom going, you know, daddy was out doing his got shot in the face. I mean, it's like it just it, it's the gun and the right wing violence control is just right wing violence. I just feel like is hitting such a dangerous tipping point. Frank, what do you think? It's 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 wrong no matter who the target is. Remember the uh, congressional yeah. baseball game where yeah. uh, Steve Scalise got, got shot. So I mean it's it's just wrong. And it from a, my security lens, it just means we're in a different threat environment. Yes, um, the all of the shootings that we see across the country, the mass shootings that happen in a snap moment, right? Somebody just goes off. Uh, you pull into the wrong driveway. Uh, a, a basket, a kids' basketball rolls into your yard. Yeah. Some cheerleaders get into the wrong car. You know, and and it ends up in a shooting. Yeah. That's where we are right now. So if you keep, you know, the Japanese say if every if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. We've been handing out hammers to everybody yeah. in the form of assault weapons, mm -hmm. and now everybody looks like. I know. Yeah. Um, quickly, I feel like we've worked so hard in this segment. If I wanted to go on a cruise with you, let's say I felt like going to Alaska, how would I do that, Frank? Well, if you wanted to kick back this summer, unplug, dialogue with people as passionate about justice as as we all are and national security, you would join me at the end of June on Oceana Cruises on a luxury ship called Regatta, not to be confused with Italian cheese. And, <laughs> and, you would join all of us uh, out of Seattle to Alaska last week in June, first week in July. You'd go to my website, frankfigluzzi.com, and you'd get like we get two, three remaining cabins and join us. All for right. Some fun. All right. We'll do. Frank, thank you so much on yes. such a big day. We appreciate it. Thank you. See Have you a good weekend. You too. too.